I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP show. Today's guest, amazing dude. I employed him once. He's now started his own company. He did the 90-day mentoring challenge. He is amazing. Check it out. Check it out. He's an MVP and look what he's done. Let's get on with it. Today's guest is from Queensland, Australia. He's the head of business applications for Experience Digital. He likes traveling and navigating the world. Well, not for the last two years. Learning new cultures and he is a foodie. Well, he can still like it. He just hasn't had the chance to do it. He's the chapter lead for the Dynamics 365 and Serum user groups and the user group leader for Power Apps and Power Automate in his area. You can check him out on Twitter, DIY365, or on his blog site, DIY365.com. Prashant Sukla, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. Did I get that all right? DIY D365. Yeah, is there a D in there? I didn't see the D365. There you go. Yeah, it's Look do at it that. yourself. Dynamics. Oh, yeah, but your Twitter handle is just DIY365, or is it meant to be a D in that as well? Yeah, there is a D. Oh, okay. Got that wrong in my copy and paste. Um, but when I go through to the page, yes, there's definitely a D in there. Um and I won't even make a joke about the D. So, uh, uh, but I wonder because I've said it, have I already made it? Anyhow, but aside, 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 Prashant, tell us about food, family, and fun. What do they mean to you? Look, all of them are really important for me uh, in terms of um, having a family of my own. I haven't found someone yet, uh, so I can start my own. But my parents uh, and my siblings are my family. They're all back in India, and they they mean a lot to me. Um, because of their support and always being there as usual family stuff. Uh, in terms of food, yeah, I do like trying new things, especially if I'm traveling. Uh, trying the local cuisines, uh, is important. Um, uh, but originally I'm from New Delhi. So anything North Indian, uh, is good <laughs> for me. Um, I keep on trying to find some restaurants, which is rare because Brisbane doesn't have as much uh, good food places as Sydney and Melbourne do. Um, so there's a struggle there, but I can cook always if I want to, if I have time. Um, in terms of fun, once again, it's important, um, different ways, but I try, I try to party hard at least once a month, uh, <laughs> just to be at peace. And that's awesome. That's awesome. And, um, you know, some people say that you should never make any life, you know, major decision without, before you make the decision, getting drunk and then consider making the decision. Like, because it just gives you a different perspective on whatever your decision is. It does. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good idea, right? And any any time for a drink, I, well, you know, for me is, is a good idea. It works for me. Um, that aside, tell us about... 
Queensland and why you chose that area, that region to live in. Um, obviously, you um, have got choices. When I was moving to Australia, I was asked to, and this was the choice my employer gave me. They said, you can work in any state of Australia that you want, apart from the Northern Territory, because they didn't have an office there, um, which I don't think the Northern Territory is actually a state, right? It's a territory. Um, anyhow, that aside, why Queensland? Why did you en- end up in Brisbane? Why was that your location of choice at this point in your career? Sure, I'll tell you about it. <laughs> All about it. Um, so I was actually in Singapore when I got the opportunity to migrate to Australia permanently uh, for work reasons. And it was an opportunity where you were one of the decision makers. Uh, you know, I wasn't setting this question up. I had I'd forgotten about that. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, that's back in I think 2015, and um, I, I think I'm getting sidetracked. But you were one of the person who cared about my blogs and my community contribution and things like that, which I was never asked before in any interview. But uh, I was given four choices uh, when I was moving to Australia from Singapore. Um, Brisbane was my first preference because I had worked in Australia on like uh, smaller gigs, like when you travel overseas for projects. Uh, and I've been to um, most states, uh, including Canberra, uh, regional uh, New South Wales as well, Melbourne. So I've spent a lot of time. Uh, and Queensland was the best one because of its people. They just care so much about you. Um, as a guest or whatever you might want to classify it as, but the people were completely different. Um, they would smile uh, compared to Sydney, where I was like, nobody talks to anybody here. <laughs> so it was very different. And Brisbane felt like home, so I said Brisbane. Yeah, that's awesome. That that uh, That's a good choice. Do you tend to travel down to, you know... Um, the the holiday destination part of Queensland. I mean, I mean, I know I'm being very specific, as in I'm meaning, of course, south of Brisbane. But uh, you could go north to Noosa and areas like that, I suppose. Have, have you, yeah, have you kind of stayed local? Where do you, where do you kind of? I'm I'm north Brisbane, um, so I'm twenty twenty six k's away from the city. Uh, but it depends. It depends uh, how much time I've got uh, in terms of local travel. So it can be Gold Coast. It can be sunshine coast um uh, but sometimes it could be just a long drive and go to byron bay depends uh what i want to do sometimes it would be a drive to the country in new south wales if i've got like christmas time do you ever go go to nimbin no i have never been there um i have done uh gilgandra uh double orange Oh. Ninmid was a test. I was seeing if you like smoking weed because like <laughs> the, the, the Ninmid capital of Australia. I isn't sorry, the weed capital of Australia. I don't, I, I've been told. That's what I've been told. Anyhow, like can't verify or deny. Um, moving on, tell us about um, ha- why did you get into technology? Why? Why did? Why was this your career path? Um, accidental. <laughs> uh, it happened. So I did my. Uh, post-graduation in management, business management. And I always, I shouldn't say hated because it's a very strong word, but I never liked to be in IT when I was doing my master's. Um, 
So I was basically working as a sales and marketing manager, then as a trainer for Citibank in Dubai. And for some reasons, I had to come back to India. And at that time, one of my seniors um, who was into HR in one of these IT companies, she told me this could be a really good fit for you. So that, that role was actually of an associate functional. And she said, you can utilize both your marketing and HR skills uh, this way and that way. When when I did the interviews and everything, I really liked it because I was like, okay, so my education can really be <laughs> utilized in my profession. And within the first six months, I saw so much growth uh, in me in terms of understanding uh, Microsoft CRM back then, MSCRM 4.0. And I think I just got too much appreciation because how much I learned in those six months. Um, and since then, I've never decided, uh, never looked back. Like, I just want to stay with Microsoft Dynamics or Microsoft Biz Apps in general. Mm-mm-mm. So what if people were considering a career in the space? What would your recommendation to them be? Um, there are a lot of opportunities uh, these days. So back 10 years ago, it was only you, you can be a functional or technical uh, or you'll be a team lead, principal consultant. All those things were there. Right now, there's so many opportunities. You can do so many different things, even not with that, not with an employer, just with yourself being a YouTuber and just showcasing um, as an evangelist. Uh, or things like that, just showcasing um, what the features are on YouTube. It's so popular right now that there's so many choices uh, you can have. You you can, like these days, it's uh, specific that you have to be a project manager in Dynamics 365, for example, or Power Platform, uh, wherein we used to, at least I used to consider project management is is like uh, tech agnostic, but the demand has grown so much that left, right, and center, you've got so many different roles, so much you could do, whether you know programming or whether you don't know it, things have changed so much. Yeah, yeah, so true, so true. What's your, what's your, what was your journey to become an MVP? You've been an MVP for a couple of years now, right? Tell us a bit about how, how that came about, what was involved, and, uh, and uh, what was the impact of becoming an MVP for you? Um, impact personally was, um, very good because you get to interact with product in which you never imagine, like un- until you become an MVP, you don't know about these things. And that's one of the best things because you can really listen to, to the people or the users who are involved because I run user groups and you can probably provide this feedback, um, to the product team and they, they really work towards it. Uh, so that's, that's the best thing about it. In terms of how I got there, I think I I wasn't one of those people who were not trying to get it. So after four years of blogging, I was thinking that I will get nominated. So I think 2017 onwards, it started. Um, 2017, I was nominated. Uh, yeah, I was nominated once. And then 2018, again, I was nominated, but I didn't get it. Um, and I think the possible reason was I wasn't visible to the entire community in a way. So my channels were limited. That it would be my blog and it would be um, 
community.dynamics.com. So I was limited to that. Um, and then there are people, I wouldn't name anybody, but you follow people and you, you see how you can do things better. Um, so I think you were one of the factor where I realized that yes, one of your YouTube videos that you should increase your reach by having multiple channels. I think that helped. Um, yeah, but in terms of blogging, I've been blogging since 2013, but as I said, I was, I was just limited to my blogs and I wouldn't even share it on LinkedIn. I was like, blogs are like public. People can search for it and all those things. So I wasn't aware of things. Um, and then I think when I, when I started a user group in Brisbane, that's where somehow I got more visible, uh, for another nomination in 2019, uh, which is Power Apps and Power Automate user group. Um, so I think that that was uh, a trigger point maybe because I got nominated directly by Microsoft. Um, so I think the impact was there. Um, yeah. Yeah, sound, sounds sounds good. And so it's definitely been worthwhile from your perspective having the MVP as part of your credential. I think, I look, I strongly believe that it does help you uh, if you want to reach out to more people uh, to showcase what's what's the benefit or what's available uh, with what we work on day to day. So it does help you and definitely there's more trust factor because you're an MVP, you've got a social responsibility as well. So people trust you that you wouldn't do things wrong uh, for gains or whatever reason. So it does help in all those fa factors. Um, but with me, there was one thing which was incomplete, which was, um, so I did get my MVP, but 90 day mentoring challenge. I couldn't get before my MVP. So I enrolled, actually, I did enroll before getting my award, but uh, obviously I think it's a three months period where you wait for registrations and uh, the cohort. So I wanted to complete it and I did it after, after the MVP because, um, so I think that together, like 90 day mentoring challenge does help you in a way where you want to be. Um, and with so many choices, people, most people are confused, I think, where you want to be. So that's where it helps. So what I'm trying to say, it's a combination of things which happened, uh, in 2019, which helped me in the journey. I like it. What, what's going on now for you in Queensland and, and in the community? What are kind of the big highlights that, either one that has happened or two you're looking forward to. It might be around the tech. But if I just said, you know, just go freeform for me, what's what's kind of the, the top of the mind stuff for you at the moment? For a Microsoft community? Anything you want, mate. Oh. <laughs> um, oh I, I want so many things, but... You, uh, using using Tinder in a COVID world? I mean, anything you want, mate. You can, you can take that wherever you want. And I'll start with the community. Brisbane is very different to other states uh, of Australia. And I think that's because of the lower population we have. So the community is not huge, but the people 
are very dedicated or I should say loyal towards the user groups. Uh, and that's our community. We've been trying to get into bigger events, uh, but every year it doesn't work out like something uh, will stop. And mostly that happens because of low number of registrations and things like that. When we do surveys and polls, not many responses are received. So um, that's where I think um, we need to work more. Um, other than that, what's happening is I'm, I'm just trying to grow uh, my practice uh, at work. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very focused right now on... Uh, on my practice for Microsoft Biz Apps, uh, growing the team and getting where I want to be uh, in terms of a practice leader. Um, in terms of personal, I, I think I'm happy. I'm not really looking um, to do much other than traveling. I've got my fur babies uh, where I've got my own comfort. And yeah, and I, I just tend to... Uh, go once a month out for our user group events and the other night would be with friends where yeah you just you just enjoy to the fullest and i think covid has triggered this because it was just getting so so boring and so low yeah well i hope that this will soon be behind us because i need to come over to australia and of course see all the old uh folks that i've you know worked with over the years and i'm overdue a trip myself so hopefully i'll get up to queensland and get to see you yeah that and, would be ha good. And, and have a beer but let's go to some quick fire questions mm -hmm. if you could commit a crime what crime would you commit and i'm talking about if you could commit and get away with it commit a crime i think it might be um <laughs> it might be stealing food uh from one of the takeaways Okay, fair enough. <laughs> what are some of your personal rules that you refuse to break? Um, being dishonest uh, to a customer. Nice. Would you rather date someone you met online or go on a blind date? Blind date. Nice. I like it. Prashant, it's always good to chat with you. Uh, known you for some time now. Thanks for coming on the show. Likewise. Thank you so much. It was a privilege. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, also known as the NZ365 guy. If you like the show and want to support it, check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365 guy. Stay safe as always out there. Ciao for now.